Hi, I'm Mary Kate. And I'm Carl, and this is Everything Changed, an Avatar The Last Airbender podcast. Where we explore all the best moments, themes, and discuss why it's one of the best animated series of all time. And we are back with Everything Changed. Carl, what's new in your world tonight? Well, we're recording this on January 6th, so some craziness just happened in the news and what have you. But we won't talk about that. This is escapism entertainment. So mm-hmm. that that's what's been occupying my day. Crazy day. What about you? Other than that, what about you? Other than that, yeah, like mostly that just work, you know? I don't know. Maybe somebody's listening to this like 10 years down the road. Maybe this becomes like a relic of our time. We're still in the throes of COVID-19, still against the pandemic backdrop, waiting to get vaccinated. Speaking of the vaccines, Carl, are you excited to be vaccinated or are you trepidatious? I, I don't care. I'll, I'll get it because it's, you know, it's a shot or whatever. I, if they were going to, I don't know. I have no concerns. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I like conspiracy theories in the sense of like. For entertainment purposes. They're interesting. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. But I have no qualms about getting a vaccine. The amount of people that would need to be involved for like some nefarious vaccine distribution mm-hmm. to like control the masses. I don't know. It's just, it's too much, Katie. It's too much. So I'm not worried about it. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that you'll be getting it. I can't wait to get it. Live fast, die young. I would be like a trial patient. Like I'm like ready to go, geared up, want the vaccine, shoot me up. Live fast, die young. Isn't that the opposite uh, angle? Like I'm not going to get the <laughs> vaccine. Live fast, die young. I'm just young. saying if there's some issue with the vaccine, like, like I'm open to it. Oh. I don't quite understand. I have some theories and I don't want to get into politics too much, but I don't quite understand like why – vaccination isn't like a wartime effort. Like, why aren't we like doling this out in mass? Because the poor people are going to die. The poor people don't have health care and it doesn't matter. It's the same reason that the Romans didn't care about the lead in the uh, aqueducts. It only affects the poor people. So who cares? I hate to see it. You really do hate to see it. But you know what I love to see? The Firebending Masters. Avatar The Last Airbender? Okay, great. Cool. So today we're covering the episode The Firebending Masters. We're going to share the synopsis and hop right in. So Zuko's trying to teach our boy Aang how to firebend, and it seems that he's like lost his own firebending prowess. And so Toph is like, well, you know, back when I learned earthbending, I was taught by like the originals. I think that they're badgers. The underground badger moles. The badger moles taught me. Like I was lost and underground, and because they were blind, I was blind. They helped me out. I learned how to earth bend. That's why I'm such a great earth bender. So Zuko's like, hey, maybe I should go and find the source of firebending, aka the firebending masters, and they'll teach me how to like get my groove back. So he's like, Well, that would be great, but like jokes on you. The firebending masters no longer exist, but I know that they imparted their knowledge and their ways on the sun warriors, but they're now extinct as well. So you know what? I don't know what we're going to do. Carl, what happens next? Yeah. So they're like, Aang and Zuko are like, why don't we go to their old ruins? They're very Mayan or Aztec ruins. And let's poke around there and see if, uh, see if we can find anything. So they go on a little adventure together. And they kind of find the ancient sun warrior area and they explore around there. And there's some very temple of doom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Indiana Jones vibes. And so they explore around there. There's a lot of booby traps and what have you protecting the place. And they're like, that's weird. These people have been extinct for thousands of years. And we learn a little bit more about sort of the history of the dragons and why there are no more dragons anymore. And Zuko's like, you know, hey, there just aren't. And then Aang's like, I want answers. And Zuko's like, look, my great-grandfather started a tradition of hunting them for sport. And then a lot of people, you know, got on that bandwagon. And if you could kill one, you'd get the title dragon 
like dragon of the West. And he's like, oh, you know, my uncle, Uncle Iroh, he killed the last dragon. That's why there aren't any more. I have a complicated family history. Anyway, they spring one of the booby traps, which is like a gold dragon egg. And they get stuck in, in some like some tar. What what what, what yeah. would you describe it as? It's it's very. It's, it's like, like a green goo tar that like rises them to the top of this like grate, and they're stuck there together. And yeah, they have like some kind of funny moments, and then all of a sudden, who should show up but the Sun Warriors? And they're like, "Hey boys!" Oh my God! How does that? Katie? How could that happen? Yes, they're like, "Hey boy!" They roll up they on. They roll them. up on them. They're like, "Hey boys, what you doing here?" And they're, the boys are like, yeah, we're trying to, like, get some knowledge about firebending. And, like, if you exist, like, maybe the dragon masters exist. And the sun warriors are like, they do. But, like, it's not going to be easy just to, like, get an audience. Well, they, no, they don't They don't tell them because it's a surprise. Right. But they're like, oh, the masters. Like, they're going to be judged by the masters yes, is yes, what they sure. keep saying. They don't say that it's dragons. The masters, Aran and Shaw. And we're like, oh, those human guys sound pretty crazy. And so they have to like do a bunch of stuff to even like get an audience with them. They have to like climb this mountain and then they have to carry their flames all the way up it. And then like a ritual begins where they have to like climb this like long staircase up almost like on an elevated like train track type apparatus where there are two kind of caves on each side of it. And the whole time the sun wears. Yes. And they're doing the chants. Yes. Yes. They're doing the Yeah, they're doing our ending credits. Yes, excellent work. Jam while they're climbing up there. It's like really intense. And all of a sudden, you meet Ran and Shaw, and it's not two bros, it's two dragons. A blue one. Oh my God. And a red one. Very reminiscent of a fever dream our boy Zuko once had when he was learning to be good. Yes. So we have a blue dragon and we have a red dragon and they're swirling around looking at our two heroes. Like, what do you got for us? And Aang is like, I think they want us to do the dance that we saw in the temple. Cause I saw a bunch of statues, like in different dance move poses. Correct. And Zuko's like, that's ridiculous. Why do you think that? And Aang's like, I don't know. I just feel like they want us to do the dance. That we saw. So they start doing the dance. And wouldn't you know it, they did want them to do the dance. And the dragons are like moving around them. And you've got Zuko and Aang moving in harmony with the dragons. It's really beautiful. My favorite part of the episode. And then all of a sudden, the dragons like pass their judgment on Zuko and Aang. And like there's this huge wall of fire that goes up around them. And it's not just blue and it's not just red. It's like multicolored, beautiful fire. And Zuko is like, I understand. And the fire is gone. And that means that the dragon masters have, I guess, deemed Zuko and Aang worthy of a deeper understanding of firebending. Yes, correct. Take it away. And that's basically the end of the episode there. The Sun Warriors are like, oh, we're going to have to kill you now. Just kidding. But seriously, don't tell anybody that we still exist. And Aang and Zuko go back to the gang and they do the dance for the gang. And they're like, let's just, oh, that's great. It's kind of a waste of a day from our point of view, but okay, sure. Yeah, I guess you you got your firebending back. And also, we we should mention that uh, Aang is like, I see it now. Firebending's not just, you know, destruction, and I'm okay with learning to firebend now yeah. after I burned Katara and swore off it, but yes. Yeah, it's also about, like, the sun, you know, the sun warriors. It's not just about, like, hatred and anger, but the sun, light, balance, all those good things, too. Yes. Sweet, Carl. So what are some of your favorite moments? I love how the show ends, how the last few episodes go down. Zuko and Aang 
go on a mission here and they both help each other fulfill their character arcs. Mm -hmm. Like Aang has not wanted to learn firebending, but it's a part of who he is, as we learned from Guru Patik. And he's like, yeah, as the avatar, you're a firebender. And so you're going to have to learn how to firebend. But even still, Aang's like, I don't want to do it. And now that he's gone on this journey with Zuko, he's like, I will do it. But vice versa, on the other side of this, Zuko is like, I've been driven by rage and anger, but now I'm driven by purpose to uh, help the avatar defeat my father. And that's why he regains his firebending. So I love these last handful of episodes and the fact that they do that. It's so clever and good. It's so satisfying because of the journey that we've been on. So I like that element of it. I Like you said, the dragons breathing the fire and, oh, it's very pretty. And them dancing, that's cool. And the Sun Warrior still being alive. It adds a little bit of flavor to this world we're living in. What about you? Yeah, so I liked the early flashback of Toph meeting the original Earth Mole Badgers. I thought it was really cute. And it kind of set us up for like a reminder of a little bit of the lore of the world. Like we have the Badger Moles, we have Appa for the Airbenders. And it kind of is like a little hint that it's probably going to be an animalistic creature. Yeah. That the master is, but we like still don't quite know. Do we know what the the waterbender like the water? Uh, it's just the moon. There's no like water associated animal. Yeah. R I P U A R I P. But I like that bit. I like finding out that the lore is that Uncle Iroh conquered the dragon because it immediately puts us in a, a different perspective of Iroh at the beginning of this episode and it takes it away from us at the yes. end, which I think fits into some of the themes that we'll get to in a second. I would have been fine if like Iroh had just killed last because we too. know he tried to invade Ba Sing Se. So it would have been okay with me if yes. he just killed the last dragon. Now felt remorseful over it, but you know, I agree. What happened. I agree. And we'll talk more about that in a second because I've got a bit more to say like around themes on that. I liked meeting the masters. Like I'm a Targaryen, so I like love dragon shit. Carl Leenan, everybody loves Game of Thrones except for you. No, they don't. Katie, have you ever been on Twitter? <laughs> Let me rephrase. Everybody who's read the books of Game of Thrones loves the books of Game of Thrones. I wrote, I love the music of the Sun Warriors. It's the ending credits. We got that. That's great. The dragon dance is really good. I love that bit with Aang and Zuko dancing in tandem. And it's really just that idea of like the two halves of the whole, like the two bits that are needed to save the world were always Aang and Zuko. They've been, my favorite word, juxtaposed in so many ways, so many parallels through this entire season. You know, at one point, you know, Zuko needs his honor, then Aang needs his honor. And just this ping pong back and forth between these two characters has been so delicious. And now to see them like physically dancing, quote unquote, or it's almost like martial arts movement in tandem is exceptional. And Zuko's moment of I understand, I thought was just really powerful. So those are my faves. I want to touch on something that you said right there. The Sun Warriors doing the... I think that in season one, when Zuko comes back in the Blue Spirit episode, and Iroh's like, where have you been? You missed a stirring song by Captain Chan or whatever. And then he starts playing his Sungi horn, or maybe it's not the Sungi horn, but I think it Aang plays the Sungi horn. This, what I'm saying is... And, not, not very efficiently. But what I'm saying is that this is not the first time that we have heard score from the show in the show. It's the first time we've heard that in the show, like actually being played uh, diegetically, I think is what it's called. Like the characters are hearing it as well as the audience. But it's not the first time that we've heard uh, diegetic music in the show. Yeah, we hear the opener theme often i feel in some way shape and form but the characters don't no 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 no. it's like overarching like soaring triumphant music yeah what i'm saying is this is not the first time that the score for the show has existed in the universe 
Right. Yep. Yep. Got it. Yeah. It happens a couple times. It happens when Aang is at the firebending school. Yep. And they're playing. It's like, yeah. In the band. And then, yes. Yep. And Iroh's on ship band. Anyway, Carl, what are some themes that you pulled out from this episode? It's sort of the thing with Aang of like, you know, you can't run from who you are. Maybe the things that you don't want to do, maybe they're not as scary as you think that they are. Maybe if you can find a way to recontextualize them, they won't be as scary. And with Zuko, it's like, if you lose your purpose, you, you can find another one. And maybe that another one, if you're doing it for the right purpose, can be a better reason to have like drive and determination. So those are the two yeah. themes that I pulled out. I'm sure that there's something with the Sun Warriors, like native people are wiser about nature. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, maybe. Let's not. Let's, let's okay, not all right, great. <laughs> great. Wonderful. Although I found the Sun Warriors to be like really funny. So that was a delight. I've got several themes. So... The beginning of the episode, when they first arrive at the ruins, they talk a lot about the past and the past being a great teacher. And that's when the bit about Iroh's complicated past comes in. And I'm with you. I agree. I didn't need to know that like he actually was the one that kept them a secret. I didn't need him to be redeemed at the end of this. But it is nice that it shows us that like we don't always get the full story about people. We all have lore about us. And you don't really know people's true motivations or why they've done what they've done or even like if it's accurate what they've done you know Azuko assumes that Iroh did this thing and I assumed that Iroh did it too when I first watched it I didn't bat an eyelash at it I wasn't like disappointed in Iroh or anything like that it just showed me even more than ever that we all have capacity for redemption and change we can all grow learn and do better so that was a good in let me ask you this before you go on sure do you think Iroh found the Sun Warriors. It must have been after Ba Sing Se. Yes. Right? So he loses his son. He travels the world a little bit, finds the Sun Warriors, meets the dragons, changes as a dude. Yep. Good guy. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Probably becomes part of the White Lotus after that. Yes. Say. The other one's a bit esoteric, but I thought it was interesting that Zuko and Aang had to go through kind of like traps and pitfalls in like the cave or whatever you know like when Zuko picks up like the golden egg and stuff and I think that that maybe could be symbolic of the fact that when you are learning from the past it's full of traps and pitfalls right you have to stay focused on taking the learnings forward into something positive so you don't end up falling into like the same problems that you had in the past oh that's really good I don't think that was intentional with this good Yeah, maybe I'm just really in like a pensive mood tonight because of everything that's happening. Another one, this also maybe is a bit more like stretching it, but when Zuko's about to like take his test with the masters, right? The Sun Warriors are like, well, this is going to be a little harder for you because of your family. Ancestry. Yeah, your ancestry. And Zuko's like, that's like, all right, I'll take it. And that kind of made me think about like the person in like a familial cycle of like violence or a familial cycle of abuse that like it takes one person to stop that cycle and it's so hard to do it's so much easier sometimes to continue on in that cycle but a better world starts quote unquote at home so Zuko takes on that challenge because he doesn't know that Iroh was actually a hero to those people like he thinks that like okay this is gonna be hard but Zuko's up to the challenge of it I think that that is really strong did you have any thoughts on that one? No, another home run. You've, Sorry, you've I've, I've pulled them, some. Hitting some, them tonight. Sit, hit, pulling some good ones out. The next one is another one that's a bit esoteric, but they're about to go up, Zuko and Aang, and the sun warrior, like the main guy is like judgment time. And I was thinking about judgment and who 
judges us and where it comes from. And Katie, I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. <laughs> so Carl, while we're here, I, I was wondering if you'd like a personal relationship <laughs> oh <God. laughs> with my Lord and Savior. No, but it, it is a little bit of a, I guess, a Jesus or a higher power thing. Like the sun warriors aren't there to judge them. It's something greater. It's the originals that has to judge them. No one else. Like nothing else matters in Zuko's life. You know, Azula, her judgment doesn't matter. Ozai's judgment, Iroh's judgment doesn't even matter in this moment. The only thing that he has to appeal to is like that quote unquote higher power, whatever that may be. And like, I'm not saying it's God or something, but maybe it's like whatever it is to you. Mm, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. Carl, I, you yeah, know what? I don't I'll think. send a Bible to your house no. and if you could just open it. <laughs> oh, that'll, that'll help. That'll okay, help. I'll send a tarot deck instead. I know, I know what butters your bread. I know. Oh, perfect. Yep. You're right. I love tarot cards. (laughs) It's true, Carl. You love them. Two more, two more. Sorry. I pulled a lot of themes. Firebending isn't evil. It's the intent and the energy behind it that makes it so. You brought that up. And then a little bit about like what drives you. What's your purpose? Is it vengeance or is it sun? Is it light? Is it balance? Is it restorative? So, you know, you can be driven by anything. You get to choose. Are you going to choose something that drives you toward destruction or something that drives you toward balance? What about you, Carl? Which one are you picking? Uh, destruction, I think. Why not? Okay, that sounds like you. Be the contrarian, you know? I think you're going to picking whatever drives you toward some Sour Patch Kids. Oh, love me a Sour Patch Kid. Okay, so a couple other bits. They make the solstice joke, which is nice. Yes, right. Wait, oh, we can't wait until the solstice. That was funny. I was like, what's up with this place? I had never heard of the solstice before. The show came out. I was like 10. I was, I had like Google it. I was like, what are they talking like, about? I'm weirdly obsessed with solstices now. Yeah. Carl, you yeah, are a witch. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not obsessed with them. I Googled it. Why, why did you take, I Ladies said I Googled it to find out what it is. <laughs> you're like, Ladies wow, you're gentlemen. obsessed with them now. <laughs> Carl is obsessed with the solstice. Like, give him I, some space. Yeah, the don't don't talk to me around the solstice. I'm in Aries or whatever. But, no, you're not. Yeah, so they, no, you're not. But, uh, you're a cancer, I don't care. just like me. Great. I don't care what I am. That doesn't that doesn't matter. Anyway, they use the thing to trick the light or whatever. Could they have done that anywhere else? Like, has nobody thought of using mirrors or like shining a light on those rocks that open up like Roku's chamber on Roku's island? Come on now. Carl, much like the indigenous peoples represented in this episode, let's not dwell on that. I am going to get so indigenous <laughs> on you. <laughs> Just real quick before we move on, I want to bring up some like little bits of this episode that are really funny, but I wanted the audience to know like a fun fact. Carl and my birthdays are only five days apart, and our sister's birthday is five days before Carl's. All of us were born within 10 days. We are all cancers. So and that's something why our family... happened with our parents in like September. So that must have been <laughs> the sexy. <laughs> something was in the air. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the crisp fall air, leaves changing colors, parents getting busy, gross. But I will say that cancers are very moody. And I would say that that sounds right for our family. I'm not very moody. Carl, you are moody. How, how dare you suggest that I am very moody? I am out of here. Cancers are also, um, they have a very hard outer shell, but they've oh, got Jesus. very soft meat inside them. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> oh, you confuse that with crabs, Katie. You're thinking of crabs. <laughs> yes, cancer is. You're in your crab. shellfish. This is this is a callback to one of our early episodes <laughs> involved with shellfish. But I actually identify as my rising sign, which is a Libra. I'm much oh, more. Oh God, Libra. I hate all of this. I... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so some I actually sign. identify with my negative quarter sign, which is a which is a turquoise. <laughs> But it doesn't Carl. matter. No, nobody, no, nothing, none of this matters. I, Carl, it doesn't, now that you've nonsense. admitted your obsession with the solstice, we've got a lot of work to do. I know. And my tarot card. You're sending me the tarot cards. I'll use them on the solstice to find out what my real sign is. Perfect. We've got a oh, game God. plan. <laughs> okay, Carl. Well, some other funny bits in this, besides the solstice joke, is when Aang and Zuko arrive at the ruins, Aang goes, Zuko, I don't care what anyone else says about you. You're pretty smart. Yes. And that reminded good. me of things I say to you often. It was really funny when they're stuck up in like the tar on that grate and Aang goes, what do you think we should do? And Zuko goes, yes. think about our place in the universe. Yeah, it was it's like so... Like, is there a more Zuko response? Yeah, it, yeah, it was very... Um... Like, what? But also, it's him trying to be, like, deep and philosophical. I, it was good. It was funny. I liked it. It was funny. And then Aang saying, I don't normally play this card, but I'm the Avatar. <laughs> it's true. He doesn't usually... That's very Ron Burgundy thing to say. I don't it know is. how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. There it is. And then just, like, some little tiny bits that I think are really important. Some little nuggets of hope for Zuko. So... Zuko and Aang are about to make their ascension to be judged by the masters, and Aang is worried about keeping his flame lit. And Zuko goes, I know you can do it. You're a talented kid. So sweet. Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, and this is very important. Is it now? Aang and Zuko are showing like the moves and like how they're going to restore balance. And Aang goes, Zuko and I will be unstoppable. Oh. That is so sweet. He would not have said that an episode ago. Zuko and I will be unstoppable. Well, yeah. Yeah, but he would have said it about, like, his friends. He would have said it about... Uh, but that's my point. So, yes, that's now, my point. now Zuko's in there. Yep, and they all start giggling at Zuko at the end because he's doing the dance. He's like, it's called the, the Dance of Dragons or the Dragon Dance or whatever. And they're all giggling, even Katara. And I wrote, he's making headway. Yeah. It's good stuff. You gotta go on the missions, Katie. You gotta do this stuff. You gotta meet the firebending masters or whatever. These You gotta go through the blocks, is what I'm saying. Carl, how much would you pay to go on a mission with Zuko? Oh, infinite. It'd be life change. Unless it was like a Toph mission with Zuko. If it was like an Aang mission with Zuko where I like solved a large problem in my life, then I, you know, hey, that's that's priceless. What about you? Oh, what yeah. What would you pay to go on a... Ooh life-altering mission with Zuko. I love it. Like, I need to, like, make, you know, some big... I want to move to Alaska, like we were talking about earlier tonight, Carl. Like, we gotta... I feel like there's just something in the aura of Zuko, because he didn't really contribute all that much to it. I mean, he did. He, like, facilitated the plot. It was kind of like him, like, stumbling into it. He's kind of failing upwards in, like, helping Aang achieve, like, identity as a firebender here in this episode. So it must just be, like, some sort of hex. Some sort of solstice hex using tarot cards Carl, Zuko has about him. I would guess that Zuko, even though he's a firebender, is a cancer. Oh, Jesus. Great. No, but I actually think that this goes back to something I think I said a few episodes ago when we were talking about these, like, missions with Zuko and how he brings a level of, like, emotional maturity to these storylines that are kind of getting wrapped up before the end. So that, to me, is the role that he plays. Okay. 
I know he kind of is there to, I guess, for the plot of this specific episode. And it's late in the show. It's like season three, episode whatever. We need some new dynamics, right? We can't have Aang and Katara going on a mission or Sokka and Katara. It's going to get a little stale. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, it's good stuff. What do you think of this episode on a scale of one to ten? Uh, like seven. It's definitely a watch, but all of these things that kind of wrap up the character arcs, these last handful of episodes are like must watches for me. But if you don't like this one and you're rewatching the show, you don't really need to watch it. Like it's not hugely impactful. It wraps up Aang's thing, but the last episode, he's kind of resigned himself to learning firebending. So you could kind of skip over this. Uh, what about you? One to ten? Uh, yeah, I feel the same. Like a like a six or seven. I like it. It's not my favorite of the missions with Zuko. Yeah, might be my least favorite. Yeah, mine too, I think. And in the next episode, we're going to recap Boiling Rock Part 1 and 2. And that's yep. going to be an action-packed adventure for the decades. But yeah, no, it's good stuff. I wouldn't skip it, probably. But I also wouldn't maybe pay super close attention. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> this is an on-your-phone episode if you've already seen it. Absolutely. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts as always. So reach out, let us know if you would like. And if not, we will see you next week for Boiling Rock.